0: Welcome to Younger Older. I'm Dave Wager, your host here in the studios at Silver Birch Ranch on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. And once again, I'm with Lawrence. Lawrence is a, a good friend, a young man that I've been able to mentor this last year. And, and this year, he's, he's our RA this year, which is resident assistance for the Nicolay Bible Institute. What does your job entail when you're an RA for Nicolay Bible Institute? What do you do as an RA?
1: I'm the dorm mom.
0: Okay, you're the dorm mom. Yeah. You get to watch over what's going on and see if things are doing what they should be doing and people can come to you talk about their issues and
1: Yeah, pretty much. I, I just get to be a counselor to the kids. Um, really enjoy it.
0: Okay. And and you went through Nicolay Bible Institute yourself, so you're you know the familiar you're familiar with all the procedures and Yeah.
1: And what is Nicolaid Bible Institute again? Nicola oh boy. Uh a one year program, um for uh Students, uh, college college age students who want to um, start off their uh, adult life with a, a ground, a sound biblical grounding. Okay. Um, a place where you learn to serve as well as um, simply learn the Bible, simply learn the theology and apologetics and um, the Old and New Testament, uh, a ton of things. Um, and uh, that's I, I'd say that's. A, Pretty okay. accurate.
0: And and I you know, I would summarize by saying, Learning the Bible and learning to serve or die to yourself and, and those are things and I don't care what job you go into in the world, every single young people should be involved in this. And if parents are listening, the best thing that you can do is model the behavior of knowing God and serving. Because those are the two things in life that God made us to do. He, he we need to know him and walk with him and enjoy him and love him. And you as mom and dad, you should be doing that as an example to your children, as well as they should see you serving, not just for money, not just your job, but serving people because it's right to serve. And uh, hopefully it becomes a lifestyle and they pick it up. It's Silver Birch Ranch and Nicolet Bible Institute, there are so many opportunities to learn that. And Lawrence, you were here for a year. You were in the, in the program. Now you're an RA. We talked about that. You're also a TA. We got all these initials for you. We got the RA. We got the... Ta. What is it? Ta.
1: Uh, I work with two of the teachers here, um, two of the professors, and um, honestly, the job is really flexible. I'm, uh, at the po- at the moment, I'm grading assignments, uh, grading tests. Okay. Actually, I don't know why I said two of the teachers. You're one of the teachers. Yes, well, two of them <laughs> because
0: people listening don't know that.
1: Yeah. So you're one of the teachers, and then there's another teacher here, um, and uh, I really, I really just, um, I'm there to kind of. Analyze the relationship between the students and the teachers. Um, analyze how how the students are doing, um, as far as uh, their their assignments and, and their their grades aspect on the on paper. Um, and I'm also just uh, being the TA. I get to kind of incorporate that with the with the RA position and and knowing how the students are doing in class. Like it's it right. a pretty telltale. Um, as to how they're doing in other areas at, at camp.
0: And now you're taking on a little bit more responsibility, and what is that going to entail? Do you know?
1: Oh, you mean the most recent? Yeah, the yeah. most recent. Yeah, so now I'm the retreats intern, um, which was just really recent. We had a retreats intern who, who just left um, recently, uh, rather unexpectedly. Um, and now I am, uh, at, at least part-time, I'm going to be doing that. And that, that, I'm not sure exactly what I'm what I'm doing yet. Um, I'm talking to, uh, the, the main guy today and, um, to Brad and, okay. uh, he's our camp director and you're yeah, going to talk to him director. about
0: how you can fit in, how I can fit in. You know, I, I just want to encourage all those listening as an older guy, I watch you Lawrence and I'm encouraged by the fact that you want to participate in what God's doing. That's special. Uh, there's so many people that want to just do minimum in life and you're looking, always asking, you know, what can I do? how can I serve? How can I be a part of what God is doing? And for some, they consider that a sacrifice. But really, as you look through the Bible, it's not a sacrifice to do what God wants you to do. It's a privilege to do what God wants you to do. Absolutely. And and so whenever we meet, I'm always encouraged because it's like, you know what, I, I think I could do a little bit more. I think I can do this a little bit better. I can do that a little bit better. And those young people that are listening, I wish you could take Lawrence as an example and do that because your, your generation is getting the opposite kind of reputation, where it's, let's slide through and do as little as possible. And, and if I don't have a full day schedule, I don't need to tell anybody. But honestly, as, as somebody who works uh, in any business, as you get older, maybe you're working at Walmart or whatever it might be, if you're expected to work eight hours, you should work eight hours. That's the expectation. You're, you're expected to, to do things in a way that both honors God and honors the person or the company that's over you and does it in a diligent way. And if you're not, you need to go to the people who are over you and say, I can do more. I can do more. You, you're not giving me everything that I can do and learn. Now, in, in this particular instance, too, Lawrence, it's it's giving you some valuable um, experience and various things that it's really hard to get experience in. So being an RA, you're, you're working with college young people and how they think and motivating them and, and what their issues are. That's great experience for life, that, that alone. Mm-hmm. As a TA, you're seeing how they are responsible. They talk to you, but you can see how they're actually turning in their work, what they're actually doing, what it looks like. And, and you can help them in a, in a way that's very unique there, too, because you're actually seeing the bottom line as far as all their homework that can be turned in. And now as, as an, a, an intern to our retreat director, you're able to actually see how, how programs are developed and how organizational skills go into organizing weekends where perhaps hundreds of people come up and there's all kinds of stuff going on that we need to supply workers for. And, and you, you could be very well involved up to your nose in that. Uh, kind of thing, and I think you're equipped to do that. I think you can do that because of the uh, the way that God wired your brain. So it'll be fun to watch you develop there. And I think there will come a point down the road where you say, "Boy, I'm I'm pretty busy."
1: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah,
0: but uh, here's what I found: if if people would work on their organizational skills, they usually can do more.
1: Yeah, and and after you know i talked about that with you um i've really been noticing just how much free time i've had that was one of the big motivating factors for talking about the um entering this retreat internship um was that even having technically two jobs um as an ra and a ta it really only felt like one part time job if right. that and i was i was still sitting on my butt a lot and it just didn't feel right you know i could right. be i could always be doing more and there were and i was volunteering on retreats but even that It just it was just like there's so much time that I'm either um, doing nothing, listening to music, using my phone, getting four to six hours a day on my phone. That's just that's four to six hours that I could simply be um, writing the next schedule for the weekend or, or, you know, that that's where this this retreat internship comes in, I hope.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting Uh, with the young men that I do mentor. One of the things we do is we go through just some very simple time things and how we use our time. And, and um, it's funny because the other young man that I'm mentoring this year has told me the same thing, that since we've talked about that again, he's had more time and, and how he's using it now. And, you know, it's, it's nothing major. I, I, I encourage every young person to have a way where they manage what they do. It's not that difficult to understand. So before you go to sleep or when you get up in the morning, Make a list of what you want to accomplish that day. And when you do that, it's amazing how you get that list finished and how you stay on task until it's done. Too many people get up. They have no idea what they're doing on this on any given day. Um, my wife is probably one of the most uh, productive people I know. And uh, usually on our counter at home, there's, there's a list of what she's doing today. So if I wasn't sure what she was doing today, I could probably look on our counter and I could tell you what she's doing today. Because she has a list that she made the night before, now part of it is I I guarantee she likes checking it off. It's a a feeling of accomplishment, so you like checking it off. But is that the method you use? Do you make a list, or how do you do it?
1: I actually don't make a list uh, in that in that sense. I do have a calendar, um, and I'll simply because I would forget most of what I have to do each day. Right. um, I do make a, uh, a list on each each day. Um, but not, not for the sake of, um, planning out my day. I think I could get better at that. Um, it's more like if I have to do something, then I'm going to write it down and make sure I know what time it is so that I don't forget to do it.
0: Right. Well, in one sense, you're making a list. You're just doing it on your, your app. Yeah. And when you're 67 years old, you do it on a piece of paper, uh, because you're not used to the apps all the time and uh, you don't go back to them. And, and, yeah, you'll find that the, the more your time gets crunched, the more you need to look to those lists of some sort to say, okay, what do I need to get done today? Because some things aren't a priority today, but other things are a priority today. You know, when, it, when I was in college, I can remember all the people that studied last minute to try and get things done, and I decided back then I, I'm not going to be a part of that group. So I always set deadlines like a week before. So if, I, if a paper was due on a Friday, it's the Friday before that I wanted to get it done. In that way, I was allowing myself time in case something came up. I got sick or the world blew up or something that, that, that I would have a little time on my schedule so that I, I, I wouldn't be last minute. And I can safely say that through college, I did not ever really spend time cramming for anything last minute or writing anything last minute. And I was much more calm than a lot of people that went through college. Now I, I'm not the, the the straight A student either. So that, that might have something to do with not cramming at the last minute, but, but I did have a good experience in college. I I did well in college and I ended up, you know, obviously graduated with degrees and advanced degrees. But the bottom line really is I learned that I have to be somebody who says, here's the plan for the day, you know, and make sure that it's not last minute because there's so many things that you cannot predict last minute. So if you wait till the last minute, and and again, your generation, not to say everyone's the same, but last minute seems to be the norm. So now last minute, oh, no, you know, there was a snowstorm. I couldn't get there. There was a, I got you know, I got sick. I had a fever, and all of a sudden, it's the teachers that need to make exceptions because you waited to the last minute to do it, and you didn't prepare in case something happened the last minute where you couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So, anyone that's listening, if you're if you're a student and you're thinking it'll only take me two hours to do something, and you're waiting to the last two hours, it's not a good plan. No, and you need to learn that. What else? Uh, it, your job is going to be organizing people, which I think you're going to be good at. Um, and, and for people that don't know that, that's part of Silver Birch Ranch. Nicolai Bible Institute is, is on the campus of Silver Birch Ranch, or Silver Birch Ranch is on the campus of Nicolai Bible Institute, whatever way you want <laughs> to put it. The it's the same. same land. And so when people come up, we have up to, oh, 350 or so people on a weekend that might come up, and we get to serve those people. And so that's part of the learning process, and that's what he's talking about, organizing them and and putting them in a position where all those people can be served
1: yeah <clears throat> um i I think that's the biggest um area that I'll really be learning is um speaking to these people uh, i I had a um or my family still has a lawn care business um at home, and um i one of my biggest responsibilities there was was co- communicating with um, clients and stuff. Um, I was, I would say I was, uh, on average, pretty bad at it. Um, compared with a lot of people who would also be in that position, but I learned a lot. Um, and I learned that you really cannot be afraid of those people. Um, you, you need to just talk like, you know what you're talking about because a lot of the time compared with them, you know, what you're talking about. Oh yeah. Um, and it, it, it's a, it comes down to a, an imposter syndrome, you know, um, self-confidence kind of thing. You know, you, you, you realize that, um, if you, if they can smell your fear, yeah, (laughs) you know, that if the clients know that, um, you know, then they're going to be confident in that. Um, and so I hope to learn that even more, um, and use that, that prior knowledge to my advantage when it comes to just having, I mean, I'm going to be probably asked a lot of questions, um, that that there'll there'll be throwing a lot of questions my way and I might not know the answer, but I need to, um, have something for them,
0: uh, yeah, now in your position, you know, there'll be time for everyone's looking to you to yeah. figure something out. Yeah, that's a good way to word it. Um, and and that could be, I mean, that's happens as an RA, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, the students will do that to you.
1: Yeah, you know, you make a good point. I I guess I'm uh, handling that right now.
0: Yeah. Now, if you ever get married and, and you're in a marriage situation, you have kids, they're all going to do that to you, too. They They look to you for an answer. So what I find is that it's ironic that sometimes young people don't understand the importance of developing a mind frame where you look for answers rather than just live in a blah world where you're doing nothing with your brain. You know, so so you're looking for them. And and what's really interesting, Lawrence, working with you through the years, you just said something that was very intriguing to me. You learned something at home in your lawn care business. Okay, well, well, now the stuff you've learned there, you're applying it here now the the indication is you're gonna learn something here that you can apply down the road again, yeah, so where is it? Where do you want this to land? Do you have any idea at this point? Oh uh, uh, not a huge idea um, okay
1: but i do I do think camp ministry uh which is the most generic answer ever for somebody who works in camp ministry already um uh, but but more specifically, I think if I um went into something administrative something where um I am also again, like working with, um, retreaters and campers, um, on a, on a large scale where, where, but, but also individually. So I'm, I'm coming to, or I'm being, I'm answering calls and, and, uh, you know, being challenged in my ability to every day, um, you know, answer those questions, um, and, and not, not, you know, settle the fears of the parents that are sending their kids to whatever camp sure. I go to, um, Et cetera, et cetera.
0: Uh, okay. And this past summer, you were staff director. Yeah. Which means, again, you got a chance to be in charge of all the volunteers that were here. Mm-hmm. In fact, all the workers in some sense. You represented our full-time staff, and, and you were the one who made sure that the the rules were being followed, that we had Bible times and people were there and that kind of stuff. Um, now, it, when you first came into Nicolay Bible Institute, did you ever think you'd be doing any of this kind of stuff down the road? No, not a chance. I I didn't believe that I would be the RA or the staff director. Okay. And why not?
1: Because I didn't believe in myself, maybe. Okay. I you know, that that's also pretty um cliche answer. Uh yeah. but I would say it was true that I just looked at looked at the RA of, of my class and I was like, There's there's so much that he's doing, I, I don't know if I could do right. that um and that that enough was that enough scared me it was it was an interesting job from the beginning i just wasn't sure and i had to um talk to you a lot about it talk to rich a lot about it um rich the my uh, a right. professor from from before um and um I, yeah I, I think i think it was definitely um a process of understanding how to um understanding how god qualifies me um for those things yeah. uh yeah.
0: Well, the fun part for me was watching you grow into it, because I think if you were to say, if I were to tell you, you know, Lawrence, you're already skilled at this, that would have been a lie. Right. But to see that you were willing to learn and that you had the innate tools to do it, I saw that. In other words, I saw the potential that you had to do it, but I know that you didn't do it and, and you didn't see your own potential. One of the most important things I think that young people can in- involve themselves in is finding somebody who's not in their generation to meet with and talk to. Because they're going to see things differently than you see them. And it's not that they always see them right, and, and I don't want to even pretend that, that that's the case. But they do see things differently than you see them. So you should all be involved in a mentoring relationship at some some point with somebody who's enough ahead of you where they're not concerned about impressing you they're not concerned about but they can talk to you directly about what they actually see because I'm confident I can come to you Lawrence anytime and and talk to you about you know I think you need to develop here and I don't think you'd be upset with me for saying that Uh, because we've done that you know when I first when we first mentioned the uh, staff director job to you there was a lot of hesitation in your mind about why you would qualify for it absolutely so I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you were looking at it wrong. You were looking at it more like, I I don't have that experience yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. I felt like I had to be pre-qualified. Pre- I had to have all the prerequisites in my mind for um, being a staff director, um, which isn't realistic at all. I mean, you, you, wor- you work in something like that for three months. Um, you go there to learn how to do that. Um, right. Uh, and you do have to trust that um, the prerequisites are something that's more on the inside, something that you don't see immediately.
0: Right. And so when I'm looking at you, I'm thinking, no, I know you don't have an idea of how to do this. That's not why I think you can do it. So there's something else that you worked on that gave me the indication that you could do it, and that's what I want our listeners to hear. There, there's a quality that, if, if you're going to work at any job now, there's a certain qualities that you should be working on no matter where you're working, so that these qualities are evident. And and then the person who is uh, in charge, you might say, or the person you answer to, whatever that might be, will see those qualities and, and say, okay, here's where I think we can put you. And and so you need to work on the intangibles, the, the qualities that will cause you to be that. For example, um, if you're coming to me and you wanna uh, work in my business, whatever that might be, I. Almost every business person I've talked to asks me the same things. They they, they want to know, does this person um, respect their elders? Do they respect people? Do they get to the job on time? Do they give you a full day's work? Notice so far I haven't said anything about the skill that's necessary to work there. Right. Yeah, you got
1: to come with Uh, These simple, these soft skills, is that what it's called? yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's really what people need to understand. You need to learn to to see a job. Uh, We love, by the way, uh, another question that a business person might ask is, are they a self-starter? Or do I have to tell you everything that needs to be done, or can you see something and say that needs to be done and do it? Ah, gotcha. So if you walked into a building right now, I'm convinced of this, by the way, so I'm not asking if you would, but if you walked into a building and someone came out of like the dining hall and somebody came out of the guy's bathroom and said, oh, the toilet's plugged in there, you would, would go in and fix it.
1: Yeah, or find someone who would, yeah. who had the time for it. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, see, the deal is it wouldn't be, oh, that's not my job. I'm walking by it. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm talking about, a self-starter. The self-starter is the one that sees what needs to be done and is willing to participate to get it done. Yeah, and anyone listening could do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I credit my parents with a lot, um, but I would I would definitely credit my dad with teaching me that little thing. Just don't make more work for people than um, than they need to than they already have. You know, just do it yourself if you're right there. You know,
0: right. You know, I encourage young people all the time. They talk to me about careers or whatever, and I say, well, go get overly qualified and and be the self starter and, and of course if they don't know me and they're looking at me I'll, I'll say okay do this go get certified in first aid and CPR well why that doesn't have anything to do with welding no but what it does is it shows the people that are going to hire you that if there's an accident on the floor you're willing to participate and take care of it yeah go learn a little bit of first aid go, you know just I, i'm not saying go be do- be a doctor I'm saying go go learn this stuff, go go learn learn how to plunge a toilet, learn how to clean a bathroom. It's like I'm I'm trying to be a welder, Dave. Yeah, but if you go into the bathroom, and it's a mess, what do you do? Clean it up. There All you fun. go. That's what you should do. That's what a self starter does. What what somebody who is not a self starter and who will not be around long does is is go back out and say hey that bathroom's a mess somebody should clean it because when you say that what you're saying is that's beneath me now it may be it may be that when you clean it the boss whoever it is the, the person you answer to might come to you and say you know we're paying you 50 bucks an hour to weld (laughs) <laughs> we have a janitorial staff. We're paying twenty-five bucks an hour to do this for. Next time, I want you to do it this way. I promise you, though, that the person who's rebuking you at that point is admiring you. They're they're not doing it in a way where they're saying, "I wish you didn't work here." <laughs> they're doing it in a way where they're saying, "I wish everyone were like you. We wouldn't have a dirty bathroom, and we could not have as many custodial staff." You know, in, yeah. in, in that process. Not only that, one of the fun things that you know I, that I've taught in class is when we as believers demonstrate the fact that we love other people, we're constantly thinking about the next person and what what experience they're going to have. So if I go into a, a an employee bathroom, whatever it might be, what I know for sure is that somebody else is coming behind me at some point. Yeah. How am I going to leave it? And what do I say to them? What, what does that say to them? Likewise, I'm on a job and maybe I'm on first shift, or there's three, you know, whatever it might be. How how am I going to, you know, it, it camp here. I take a truck, and it needs gas. I can use it. I don't. I don't need to put gas in it.
1: Uh, the gas. <laughs> the right. Gas at this camp. Yeah. My goodness. S- simple thing, but um, anybody here would be surprised at how often you find it below half. It's like
0: exactly. <laughs> so so. You know and I know the right thing to do. We fill it with gas and we check the oil. That's what you do. And so I don't know how many times I've been taking something and I go, okay, I got to go do this. And I'm just thinking, uh, you know, I, I, no, this is a privilege, but that's the self-starter kind of thing. So those that are listening that are saying, you know, I want to be one day, I want to work up my way in a business or a company. See, with what you're doing here, Lawrence, and you're self-starting and you're looking for for things to participate in, you're looking for things to learn. What happens is all the guys that are working as far as full-time staff are looking at Lawrence going, you know, this guy, he's, he's worth investing in. I mean, the the thing that made me thrilled was when we had an opening as far as doing something, immediately two other guys said, well, you know, I bet you Lawrence could do something like that. And I'm sitting there as a a guy that knew you when you came in. And I'm thinking, see, that's different than when you first came in. For sure. And and I'm thrilled to see the growth in that. And anyone who's listening needs to understand they can grow that way. You can, because this is something you determine to do. I'm going to be a a hard worker. I'm going to show up on time. I'm going to give eight hours where I'm supposed to give eight hours. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to. I'm going to take initiative. So, you know, I see something that's not right. I'm going to fix it unless I'm told specifically that there's somebody else that should be doing that because I'm wasting the resources of the company, whatever it might be. Um, But again, remember that the the owner or the boss or whoever in charge is going to maybe tell you something but in the back of their head they're going to note the fact that you care enough to do something right. Yeah. And uh, and anybody can do that. So uh, this first half of this program we've just been talking about the growth process and I want to encourage all young people to engage in a growing process. There there are things in life that aren't comfortable go after them, learn to do them the best you can. Lawrence talked about having to deal with customers and and that, you know, may not be his forte, but he learned how to do it. And now one thing builds onto another to where eventually you're being used in a whole nother way. And I would say, Lawrence, you feel like you're starting to get fulfilled in some of these things. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the goal. God has a plan. You need to be faithful to use the body, the life that he gives you to the best of your ability and watch him use it and realize it's not a sacrifice, but it's a privilege. You're listening to Younger Older, and I'm Dave Wager here with Lawrence here at the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. Goodbye for now.